But today's message is titled, Praising God. Uh, we're going to read and do a quick study on a familiar passage in the New Testament today. Uh, but before we do, I have two important questions. Uh, I want to ask these questions first because I want these two questions to be in your mind as we go through this message this morning. I want you to think about these two questions throughout the entire message. Uh, my first question for us to consider this morning is, what is praise? What is praise? Uh, in other words, what does it mean to praise or to praise God? Uh, praise means to commend, uh, to lift up. The Greek word here is ahenio, and that is a derivative of another Greek word, which is ahenos, which means to tell a story. Uh, and not just to tell a story, but to tell a story with a purpose. Uh, and we're talking about praising God this morning, so that is the purpose of praising God. Uh, praising God means to unashamedly, unapologetically telling of how amazing, how wonderful, how mighty, and how holy God truly is. Uh, in the Greek, these root words also have the implication of lower, lowering your own self and raising God up higher. Uh, that is what praise is, and that's what it means to praise God. Now, my second question uh, that I want us all to think about this morning is, when is the last time we praised God? When is the last time we praised God? Go ahead and think about that for a second. When is the last time you, you praised God? And I, what I really mean is out loud. When is the last time you praised God out loud? Uh, I praise God in private all the time, and I'm sure you all do too. Uh, but when's the last time we praised God out loud? Now, if you were here Thursday, you had that opportunity. And uh, thankfully, I, I knew what I was preaching this morning. I already had it written. I knew what was going to happen. Uh, so very, I was very thankful on Thursday when the praises just kept coming in. And I kept filling up the paper. And I love when that happens. I love when the, I, I write the praises down on the bottom half and the prayer requests on the top of half. I love when the praises are, are more than half the paper. Uh, that, that's just wonderful because that's, it's not because, I don't think it's because God was extra good to us that week. I think it's because we were extra, uh, careful to see God being good to us that week. And we were willing, uh, to make mention of that. Uh, so you can praise God in private, directly to Him, and keep it just between you and Him, and that's good, and that should happen at times. Uh, maybe you're just in prayer time alone with God and you start praising God in your prayer. Uh, and that's good. Maybe God did something for you that's a little more on the private side, and so you uh, pray f uh, and, and praise Him for that privately, and that's great. Uh, I'm sure that happens for all of us, but I certainly hope that you uh, praise God in those moments. But this morning, we're going to focus more on the public part of praising God. Uh, there should be times when we publicly praise God for His greatness and all the amazing things that he has done for us. There should be a time when we let others know about how wonderful and amazing God is. Uh, so there are really two kinds of praising God. Upward, where it's directly between you and God, and outward, so that others can see and hear the praise towards God, and they can benefit from that. So as we focus on the second uh, part of praising, uh, second form of praising God today, when is the last time you praised God publicly? When is the last time uh, you heard someone else praising God publicly? Uh, this is what God uh, wants us to think about as we're looking at his word this morning and learn a little bit about praising God. So as we continue the message this morning, let's think about what praise is 
And when is the last time I publicly praised God? Uh, so go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 3. Uh, we'll start in verse 1 if you're not there already. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. We're going to see a man that praised God publicly. Let's see. I need to get there myself. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And we'll stop there. So let's consider this lame man for a few minutes this morning. Now, he was uh, lame. He was a cripple. He could not walk. Uh, he was unable to walk, and he was this way his entire life. Verse 2 there, it says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb. Remember, uh, we did that little exercise a minute ago. I told you there was a reason for it. Uh, you know, we did that where we all stood up, right? And how many of you thought when doing that, well, I don't really want to stand up. I was just standing up for that last song, and I just sat down, and I don't want to get up again. I'm right there with you. I, I don't. I, I wish I could be sitting right now. Actually, uh, my feet usually hurt by the end of service, you know, kind of thing. And and so I don't like standing up either. So I get it. Uh, so don't feel bad if you if you didn't have a positive thought about standing up. I doubt anyone in here was like, oh yeah, we get another chance to stand up, you know. But uh, how many of us, when we stood up though, we said thank you God for the ability to stand up. Probably not many of us. Uh, we take it for granted. I do. I take it for granted. I stand up all the time, and I usually uh, don't like it. I'm, I'm upset that I had to get off the couch or whatever, you know. And, and we, we take it for granted. We take so many things for granted that many other people can't do. Uh, this lame man in this passage is unable to stand up. He spent every minute of his life without being able to stand up, uh, without being able to walk, without being able to run or jump or anything. Uh, he was lame from before he was ever born, but when he finally stood up, he praised God about it. Uh, that is what we should do every time we get up. Now, we may not be crippled, but we should still be praising God that we have the ability to stand up. God has blessed many of us with the ability to stand up, and we should praise God for it. Uh, maybe there are other things we could be praising God for this morning, uh, other abilities. Maybe uh, we could just praise God that we're able to breathe on our own. There are 
uh, hundreds of thousands of people in hospitals right now or even at home on breathing machines. And all of us, to my knowledge in here, are breathing on our own this morning. And we can praise God for that. Uh, there is something that God has blessed us with this morning that uh, we have taken for granted. And we could be and should be praising God about it all this morning. Now, this lame man, he had nothing. He had no job. Uh, he literally just sat there at the gate all day long. Uh, he didn't have any disability income from the government coming in, right? He didn't have a successful career that he could do from his wheelchair or anything. He had nothing. Uh, he probably didn't have any accomplishments in his life. Uh, at this point of his life, he was being carried to the entrance of the temple there, and he was left there for the entire day to beg for money to buy some food. Look at verse 2. It says, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried when they laid him daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. That was his life. That was what he did every single day. He probably didn't really have much of anything. Uh, I can think back in my life, and I can think of all kinds of accomplishments. I can think of things I did, promotions at work, basketball games that I won. Uh, I've traveled to many different states. I got to see all uh, kinds of different things, uh, see God's amazing creation. Uh, this lame man never got to experience these kinds of things in life. But he was able to receive a blessing that he never saw coming. Uh, look at verse 3. It says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked in alms and Peter fasting his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. He was probably really excited at that point, right? Uh, in, in the eyes of this lame man, he sees these two guys uh, who are blessed with the ability to walk. And they're going into the temple and he asked them for a little bit of money, probably maybe it could possibly be uh, just some food or something. But it's probably asking for money there. And now most people going into the temple are like the ones in the parable, of the Good Samaritan, right? Most people would be just pretending they didn't even see this guy. Uh, like, you know, those uh, bell ringers at the front door of Walmart and you go in through the side door so you don't have to, you know, see them, right? That's what that's what we do when someone's in need. We, we go through the side door and we're like, well... You know, I didn't walk by him, so I don't have to worry about it. That's what most of the people going into the temple probably did. They probably just walked right on by him. Uh, why do we uh, miss this so much? Why do we call ourselves Christians, but in this area, sometimes we're nothing like Christ at all? Uh, we miss so many opportunities to be a blessing to someone else because we don't look towards people that need help. Uh, Peter and John, they see this man. They look at him. They see him. They stop. And they, they, they look at him and, and just think what this lame man must be feeling right now. He's probably getting excited. He probably, uh, maybe this will be the first nice person he's seen all day. And this man might be feeling a little bit embarrassed too, maybe. He probably stinks a little bit. He probably were wearing the same clothes for a couple weeks or more or longer, maybe. Uh, he is sitting there and he's asking people for things that he did not and cannot earn. Uh, he is probably feeling all of those things. Uh, but I'm sure the excitement of someone being nice to him and uh, as he's probably thinking that they're about to offer him some money, I'm sure he's probably pretty excited about that. So what does Peter say to him? He says, I have no money for you. I mean, that that'd probably be a little heartbreaking for the guy. You know, he's sitting there, he's thinking he's about to get something. And, and Peter says, well, I'm not going to give you any money. I don't even have any money, so I'm not going to give you any money. But what does it say in verse 6? It says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. 
because that wasn't what the man really, truly needed that morning. Uh, how many of us would have been upset right there? How many of us might have thought, well, thanks a lot, man. Uh, or even, why does, why does God ignore me so much? I need this money and I'm not getting this money. Uh, why would God do that to me? Uh, he, this, this guy would have been uh, excited and then he's let down. He planned to get some money from these guys and, and then they tell him he has no money. Uh, sometimes we make plans. We think we know how things should go. This guy probably thought that these people should give him money. Uh, or at least he thought that's how the plan was going to go when they stopped. Uh, we, we make plans on our own and we think we know how things should go. And, and when they don't go that way, we get upset. We get angry. Sometimes we get bitter. Our plan is not always best though. Uh, at the age of 10, I had, I had a lot of plans in my life, a lot of different, uh, goals. Uh, when I was 16 or 17, I thought I was going to be in the NBA, you know, and, I stopped growing, and that just became unreachable. Uh, but before that, when I was probably 10, 12-ish, uh, I had the goal of owning a restaurant, which probably doesn't sound all that great to you. But when I was a kid, I thought that was the thing to do. Uh, my parents managed and worked in restaurants for like 40 years or 30 years at that point. And uh, I just thought, that, you know, this is great. My parents owned a restaurant right around that time for three years. In all reality, it was terrible. Uh, my mom worked probably 80 hours a week and my dad worked in the factory all day and then came home and tried to work at, at the restaurant and stuff. And it really wasn't a great life. But for some reason, for a 10 or 12 year old kid, I thought this is the life. You know, we own this thing, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so that was my goal. That's what I plan to do. When I grow up, I'm going to own a restaurant. Maybe the restaurant my parents had, they'd give it to me or I'd get my own or whatever. That was my plan. And I'm so thankful that is not what God had happen. So my plan was terrible. I had no clue how horrible that plan was. And uh, God knew, though. God had a plan for me. And I'm so thankful and I praise God that his plan is what I'm doing now and not my plan. Because God's plan is always way better uh, all the time. God's plan is always better. God's plan for this lame man in this uh, chapter of Acts here was way better than this own man's plan. He was planning to beg for and receive money probably the rest of his life. He probably thought this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. A good day will be when someone gives me some money or I get extra money that day. Uh, hopefully we can remember this next time something does not turn out the way that we planned. Uh, let God be in control and trust him because his plan is way better. Uh, God's plan was not for this man to receive any money this day. Uh, but to receive complete healing. Look at verse 6. It says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. How much better are those words than here I have a nickel for you or whatever, you know? Uh, look at verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Uh, that is an amazing plan. God's plan is always way better. Notice this uh, layman's attitude. He was not bitter. He was not complaining. He thought he was about to receive money, and Peter says, I have no money for you. He could have started yelling and complaining about how no one cares about him. Uh, no one takes care of him. Uh, he, before the blessing he receives, he could have been complaining about how bad he has it. Uh, he could have told Peter, about how he's been sitting there for 
10, 20, 30 years, and he has no money, he has no house, he has no bank account, he has no car or camel or donkey or whatever he might have drove back then. Uh, after the blessing he receives, he could have complained about not receiving more things uh, like, oh, well, that's great, I can walk, but, how, you know, I need some food, I need a house, I need some money. Uh, he could have complained about the, the 30 or so years that he was crippled and had to be carried to the temple. And he spent all day for, for years and years and years just sitting there. Uh, and, and he could have complained, maybe, how come God didn't heal me sooner? There's always something that could be complained about, right? This was not his attitude at all. Uh, this man had so much he could have complained about. Uh, and how often do we complain? We have so much, yet we still complain. Uh, we all have uh, two or three cars, and you know maybe one doesn't work one day, and we get upset about it, you know. And uh, now, if they all don't work one day, that's a big deal. <laughs> but but you know, you go out to one of your cars, and you have three or four other options. That's not such a big deal, right? Uh, you know, we have so much that we complain about. You know, that one day a year when it goes over 90 degrees and we all feel like it's like Armageddon and we're dying and, and just everybody complains and nobody leaves the I know, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I'll take every day over 90. I think heaven's going to be 90 degrees. So, so I have no proof of that. That's just what I want to think. So, uh, But, you know, we, we just complain about so much. It's a nice, sunshiny, bright day. And, and because we're sweating a little, it's, it's terrible and we can't stand it. We're just going to stay inside all day. Uh, we get a, a, a sore back or we stub our toe or something and we just get so upset and we start complaining. And there's so much that we complain about that we miss all the good things. Uh, this man had no use of his lower body at all and he didn't complain about that. Sometimes we need to stop focusing on what we don't have and start focusing on what we do have. Uh, the, the lame man had an attitude of gratefulness. He knew that he was blessed and he was happy and thankful about it. So what did he do? The lame man praised God. Uh, he could have just quietly prayed and said, thank you, Lord. He could have just shook Peter's hand and said, oh, that's awesome. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, he, would that have been good enough, though? Uh, this is what the lame man did. Look at verse 8. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. He immediately praised God. He was so thankful and grateful for what God did to him that he praised God. He lifted up God. He shouted out how amazing and how wonderful God really is. And we need to remember to do that next time God blesses us. Uh, if you're at work and the boss says, hey, I'm going to give you a 50 cent raise, just start jumping and leaping and praising God, you know? I mean, they're going to think you're crazy and that's going to open the door for you to tell them how, how awesome God is, right? Uh, that's what this man did. He, he, he received a blessing and he jumped up and started praising God. When's the last time we did that? When's the last time uh, we said out loud how amazing God is? When's the last time uh, or, or maybe have we ever shouted praise to God? God is so good. There is so much we can shout praise for. Now, I'm a quiet person. Uh, some people here can amen throughout the message and that's great. And I'm in my head amening and I don't, I just don't, it just doesn't come out loud very often. So I'm a quiet person, so I get it. Uh, but we need to be careful to make sure that we do have times where we shout praise to God. Uh, look at verse 8 again. Uh, it says, And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. 
Uh, so where was he? Where, where was this man at when he was praising God? Someone shout it out. Yeah, he was at church. He was in the temple. Uh, he went into God's house and he shouted out praise to God. He, he jumped up. He walked into that temple and started shouting out loud how amazing God is. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I fully understand the sanctity of God's house. I don't want us all running around like a bunch of monkeys and screaming and yelling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I want to honor and respect God's house and everything should be done decently and in order. Uh, I know that God uh, would love to hear uh, praise shouted to him even in his house this morning. It's okay to praise God in here. It really is. Uh, I, I get this as a, a special place, and we want to respect it and keep it holy. But it's okay to shout praise to God. Uh, so God, I think God would love hearing his children shout praise to him this morning. So we're going to do that. We're going to praise God. I'm getting you warmed up. Okay? We're going to praise God together. Everybody get your voice cleared up. <clears throat> All those kind of things. Get a cough out if you got to. Here we go. Praise God. All right, that was good. I was a little worried it would be weak to start with. That was good. Praise God. Uh, that is what we need to do in God's house. That is what we need to do everywhere. Amen. Everywhere. We need to be shouting praise to God just like this lame man did. Now, maybe uh, you didn't shout praise to God just a few seconds ago with the rest of us. Uh, or maybe you didn't give it your all. Maybe you whispered. Maybe you just moved your mouth and nothing came out. Uh, I'm not going to point out anyone this morning that did that. I really don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention anyways. Uh, I don't want to point out that this morning. But I want us to look at verse 9. It says, And all the people saw him walking and praising God. This man was seen praising God. Uh, maybe some didn't shout praise to God because they didn't want to be seen or they didn't want to be heard. Uh, this lame man, he didn't care. He leapt up and went right into the temple and started praising God loud enough that people saw him and people heard him praising God. Maybe sometimes uh, we need the attitude of this poor beggar. He wasn't worried about eyes being on him. Uh, he wasn't worried about, uh, he was only worried about praising God. And he was worried about eyes being placed on God through his praise. He was not worried about himself. If we praise God properly, then the attention and focus will not be on us. It'll be on God. Uh, this is one of the points of praising God, uh, to point other people to God, to show other people how amazing God is so that they can see God. Uh, this should be done when praising God with our speech. Uh, but this also can be done with praising God with song. Uh, we will talk more about song in just a couple minutes. But no matter how we choose to praise God, we need to praise Him. Uh, God is so good, and God is so amazing. We need to praise Him for who He is and all that He has done for us. Uh, you know if you are not praising God properly, if you are receiving more recognition than God, then it's not being done properly at that point. If we're not careful when we're giving a blessing or praise report, we could uh, whether on accident or not, but we could talk about ourselves a little too much and put some of the focus on ourselves. We need to be careful not to do that. We need to make sure that we minimize ourselves and we put all the focus on God and what God did. Now, the people here, they didn't just see this man in Acts chapter 3 praising God, but it led them to thinking about and wondering about God. Look at verse 10. 
It says, And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at which at that which had happened unto him. And as this lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Now, this praise of God that this poor lame beggar man did, uh, it brought the focus to God. They all knew who he was, and they probably knew uh, his name even. Uh, but it didn't cause them to think about him so much. Uh, they were in, it says in verse 10, they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. They were wondering about and they were amazed about what had happened unto him. Uh, they weren't amazed by him. They weren't wondering about him. Uh, they were amazed by what happened to him. And that will lead them to God. Uh, our praising of God will lead people to God if it's done properly. Uh, this man could have kept his mouth shut. Uh, he could have just said a quiet prayer to thank God, uh, but that would not have led these other people to God. Uh, all of this leads Peter to being able to preach Jesus to these people. If we were to keep reading in this chapter, what happens next is uh, Peter goes and tells these people about Jesus and, and how amazing Jesus is. This man's willingness to praise God made an opportunity for Peter to be able to preach Jesus to all of those people around. Those that heard about Jesus that day, I'm sure that they are thankful that this man praised God. Uh, I'm sure Peter was also thankful that this man praised God because he was given an opportunity to preach about Jesus. So now let's apply Acts chapter 3 to ourselves this morning. Uh, no matter our circumstances, there is something that we can praise God about. This man went from a poor lame beggar to healed, and that is great, but now what? Uh, he, he could have complained that he didn't have a job, he had no type of income, uh, especially now he can't sit around and beg anymore because everybody knows he's healed, right? Uh, this man could have complained that he didn't know how to praise God. He didn't know how to worship God. He'd just been sitting out there this whole time. I can never uh, partake in it, participate in the praise and worship of God. We could come up with hundreds of excuses of why we have it bad or why life is hard. And, and I get it. Sometimes life is hard. But God certainly has done something in our lives that we could praise him for. And I think uh, one of the hardest times of my life really was a couple years ago when I first started getting sick. And, and uh, you know, I, I felt terrible. There was days where the pain was just unbearable. I, I spent days where I was just cr crippled up on the couch and I didn't move like the whole day. And, you know, I lost like 30 pounds in a couple months and no, nobody knew what was going on. and I had no answers. I could have sat there and complained about all of that. Uh, or I could praise God that, he gave me strength each day that he woke. I actually got in the habit of praying in the morning. Thank you, God, for waking me up. Uh, that that if nothing else, that taught me to thank God every single morning. You got me awake and, and I can step out of this bed this morning and, and praise God for that. Uh, but today I can say praise God that he healed me. And it wasn't any doctor. I, I, you know, tried different medicines. Nothing made any difference. And, and they, they did all kinds of scans and scopes and checks and, and they couldn't come up with a single answer. And I went from, uh, being sick and, and I was 
you know, feeling like it was the end and, and all of a sudden God says, uh, here we go. It's time to be healthy again. Praise God for that. Uh, God is so good. I, I remember praying during that time, uh, God, if it's your will for me to stay here, just give me enough strength to do something for you. And that's what he did. He gave me enough strength to keep getting by. Praise God for that. God had a, has a plan for me still. That must be why I'm still here. Praise God. God is so good to us. If we stop and think about uh, how bad we have it and how everyone should see our hardship, we can just lose sight of what all God has done for us. Uh, we can't see how amazing God is when we do that. Uh, this all has to do with our attitude. This beggar in Acts chapter 3 had the right attitude. He desired to praise God. He had an attitude of gratitude. Uh, our attitude should always be one of praising God for his greatness and pointing others to God through our praise to him. Uh, we should use every opportunity to praise God. The, the word praise and different variations of the word are used in the Bible over 300 times. Uh, it's very clear that we should be praising God. Uh, there's many different ways to praise God. Amen. Like this uh, beggar in Acts chapter 3, we could praise God in the church. And we should, and we do have that opportunity every single Thursday at 7 p.m. And if you really want to praise God any other time, we'll probably let you do that as well. Uh, just come and praise God in his house. Uh, we can also praise God in our daily conversations, whether it's uh, at home. We can be praising God at home. We could praise God at work. We could praise God in the middle of the store. Uh, that'll bring a crowd. You can start preaching Jesus right there in Walmart, right? That, that'd be fun. Uh, Imagine walking through Walmart and you look over and some what you know one of our church members is jumping over there praising God. You know that'd be great. I can't wait to see that happen. Uh, let me know which one of you are going to do it and what day I want to be there. So, uh, but how about even here in God's house? Imagine walking down the hall and just hearing all these people talk about how great God is, how wonderful God is, how God took care of them, how amazing God is. Uh, we should be praising God everywhere, including God's house. Uh, we can also praise God in song, and we like to do that here. I'm going to read a few verses for you. Psalms 61.8, So will I sing praise unto thy name forever. Amen. Psalms 7.17, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalms 9.2, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou Most High. Uh, and, and really, I, there's probably a couple hundred verses in Psalms I could read to you about singing praise to God. I want to go to Hebrews 2.12. It says, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Did you get that? In the midst of the church. Amen. That's right. We will give you another chance to sing praise to God here in just a couple minutes. Uh, and in every service you come, you have the opportunity to sing Praise to God. Um, doesn't God deserve it? Amen. Aren't we willing to sing praises to God that he deserves? Uh, so when we sing, sing out, sing loud. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. This is probably the nicest church I've ever been in as far as music goes. Uh, nobody at all will be bothered by your voice. I, I know everybody thinks they can't sing. And, and you know what? First of all, it's beautiful to God. And he wants to hear your voice. Uh, but I will tell you also, everyone here, no one's going to be bothered by your singing. Uh, we're going to love it. 
We want to hear you singing. Uh, I, I don't care how off key it is, and I'm right there with you sometimes, you know. Uh, sometimes I wish Autumn would hit the key a little louder so I knew what I was supposed to be singing, you know. But we need to sing praise to God. We want our voices heard. Uh, most importantly, God wants to hear your voice singing praise to Him. Amen. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about praise this morning is that there are so many things that we can and should praise God for. Uh, you could start with salvation. And in that Thursday night, I think three people said they praise God for their salvation. That's awesome. If you uh, know you are on your way to heaven when you leave this world, you certainly can and should praise God about that. Uh, an opportunity to worship God this morning freely. How about you praise God for that? There are so many areas in the world where they can't publicly meet right now or they're risking their lives to meet in church. And, and those, it's interesting, those churches are probably full this morning. I've seen areas, I've seen uh, videos of China where they hand out Bibles and there's just people flooding the area, grabbing Bibles and running away so they don't get caught. Uh, and, and now today we, we're so free and we can't show up to worship God sometimes. Uh, but how about praising God for an opportunity to worship Him this morning freely? How about praising God for all His provisions? God is constantly providing for us, whether it's money to pay the bills, whether it's our health, uh, transportation, uh, friends to talk to, a church to be a part of. There are so many things God does for us every single day. So I want to give you a minute, an opportunity to come forward and thank God for all the things that He has done for you. I pray that you take advantage of this opportunity.